Good morning, everybody. Welcome to WPPA Sports Saturday. <sighs> good morning, JP. That was good to see your old soccer speed yeah, coming into play again this morning. <laughs> something like that. I forgot Chuck was off and wasn't rolling tape, and somebody had to go roll tape. <laughs> and you still... Don't let me touch any of the equipment. Correct. So. There's a reason behind that. But first, we got to thank our fine sponsors, none bigger than Gears Dairy, Schuylkill County's oldest full-service family-owned dairy along the Tumbling Run Road. Full line of milk products from whole milk to skim milk. Don't forget that award-winning chocolate milk. And the delicious iced tea and fruit drink products, raspberry, diet decaf, raspberry, lemonade, orange drink, green tea, diet green tea, regular tea. Whoo, baby, they've got it. Sip on, Schuylkill County. And Phoenix Physical Therapy, where you can recover, recharge, and rise. Five convenient locations in Pottsville, Oregsburg, Frackville, Pine Grove, and Gratz. Bob fixed up JP. He can get you moving in the right direction, too. Check out Phoenix Physical Therapy. Good morning, JP. Good morning, Chaz. I'm glad to see you. uh, We're going to talk to Scott Buffington at some point this morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, big time. Uh, Mm -hmm. Boy, what a crazy year already. In baseball, I mean, I love the fact that Scott's coming in. Just, you know, I'll throw this at him later. On uh, Thursday, they had a uh, kind of a a difference in where teams were in that division. Tri-Valley was in first, Google Haven second, Williams Valley third. By Friday, then it was Google Haven first, Tri-Valley second, Williams Valley third, and now by today they're all tied for yeah. the top spot well i'll tell two. you what it's Woo! it's been a uh, <laughs> a big week for the uh, williamstown kids oh at williams valley in baseball i mean they have defeated some stiff competition this week yeah they're they're knocking off the big guys which is what it's all about you know it's talking sports you got to win the games you're expected to win mm-hmm. and you know that's just an honest appraisal but when you play the big guys, you got to beat the big guys. It, it has to happen. And Williams Valley came up big. And, you know, I've mentioned this so often. Just look at the box scores. A lot of familiar names in there right, right. through. Mm-hmm. And it, it's made their program that much you more know, successful. It's, it's been interesting, John. We were at, uh, Dell and I were at Tri-Valley the other day for a Schuylkill Haven at Tri-Valley. And... We were going into the game talking about what it could look like this season. We weren't expecting the outcome of that game to be what what it was. We, I mean, either team could, could beat each other on any day. We weren't expecting the high score of the game. But he said he feels wholeheartedly that Class A and Class 2A baseball from the Schuylkill League will be playing at State College at the end of the year. He truly truly believes that to be true and you look through this what happened here i mean tri-valley comes out wednesday and and really clobbered schuylkill haven yeah the next day the bulldogs are playing williams valley and williams valley rolls them and then they go to play nativity and williams valley again has a big scoring day pushing runs across like nobody's business and all of a sudden you're going Wow, this is going to be crazy in this division two and three. I mean, they're going to be nutty, nuts, you know, when they play each other in each division, 
when they play the crossover games in these divisions, it's going to be a wild ride. Uh, it, it is, and it's exciting for baseball, let's be honest. Everybody's been waiting for this. They really have, after last year, baseball and softball, taking a bye, everybody's been fired up. And, and honestly, the same thing in, in track, just a lot of people mm-hmm. out there letting loose now. But I have been amazed by the barrage of runs that have been scored in softball and in baseball. And again, you start to wonder, are the hitters ahead? Because they had the opportunity Mm -hmm. to go to the cages during that offseason and and get a head start. I really believe the pitchers will catch up. And there's been some gems out there pitching-wise. But I'll tell you, as our good friend Dale Houck would say, there's been a bundle of runs scored yeah. this year around yeah. the league. I mean, Williams Valley put up 16 <clears throat> yesterday on Minersville. Tri-Valley, 16 on Nativity. Um, it, it's just been been crazy. Schuylkillhaven puts eight up on Schuylkill Valley after the bats go cold against Tri-Valley. It's just wild to see how this all rolls through. And teams are going to have to find pitchers behind aces on their staff. And I, and, and I yeah. think that's that's where it's at. It's, it's the arms you have available on the days you've got them. And that's what you're dealing with, you know. If if you got a couple that can thread through for you, two pitchers that can that can get you some innings and throw quality work, wow, you've really got a chance to shine. You do, and I will bring that up with Scotty because he has three first liners <clears throat> who step up all the time, and that is such an advantage when you have that deep pitching staff. You hope the hitters are always going to be on. But you do, and you need people that are ready to go at any given moment, even with two or three innings, to get you through these crazy schedules. And well, the rain yeah. hasn't helped. <laughs> no, well, not not as of late, and it's not looking any different next week, possibly. Who knows? But Williams Valley yesterday beat Minersville 16-1. to It was a hit parade for the Vikings yesterday is, uh, boy, lots of extra base hits. I mean, you got doubles, you've got triples. I mean, it's just been that kind of uh, week here for Williams Valley with the bat. Yeah, and you're looking at the big innings, one, five, two, eight, to put it away. And uh, that's just the way it's been going, though. When you talk about banging the ball around, you're reading about like these names <clears throat> jump off at me. Number six hitter, Logan Willard. Two for two, double, three runs scored. Seventh, number seventh batter, Bryce Herb. Two for two, double, three runs scored. You're looking down to the bottom of the these lineups, and they're crushing it. They're crushing it. There, there's no relief at any mm-hmm. point where you go, oh, it's the bottom of the lineup. The bottom of the lineup of many of these teams throughout the league is just as strong as the top. Indeed, and in the top of that lineup, you had Jake Herman, who goes three for three. For the Vikings in the game, it's just set the table. You know, it's 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 amazing at, at how quickly up to speed Williams Valley came with the uh, baseball team after their basketball team went deep into the postseason. Yeah, and uh, their football team had an outstanding year, and uh, it, it it's just those multi-talented athletes that continue to contribute to many sports. And I use this all the time, especially in the smaller schools you need those mm-hmm. kids to step up and my favorite line you also need coaches who understand that who don't say that kid's mine for a single sport and we see it at williams valley you see it at other places i'm not just saying mm-hmm. there but whether it's tri-valley we've seen it 
happen at Nativity and so in the smaller mm-hmm. schools uh, with kids who can go from one to the other and the coaches cooperate. Good well, thing. Tri-Valley down Nativity, 16-3. to 3. Cam Wetzel, Chase Herb, two familiar names for huh. you. They doubled twice, or Herb doubled twice. Each had three hits. Tri Valley uh, was down three to nothing in the game to come back for the victory. Jonas McGrath, four RBIs for the Dogs. Brody Smith settled down after giving up three runs in the first inning to finish with a three hitter against the uh, Hilltoppers. Fletcher Eads, two hits. Keegan Brennan had the other. And uh, boy, Tri Valley back to winning after uh, getting bounced by Williams Valley the day before. Yeah, and now it's tied again. I mean, we're going to see this in Division Two from now until the end of the year, Chaz. And you had mentioned before we came on the air, we have some updates on what the district play will look at. Like, I'm sure we'll get into that, we'll but a lot of these that. teams will be kicking around when district time comes. Indeed. Another game played yesterday. Pine Grove defeated Lee Heighton 9-1. to And uh, Donovan Copeland and Josh Leininger had RBI hits as uh, the Cardinals go on to win. Brandon Cucker had an RBI double for Lee Heighton. Gavin Umbernhauer scattered three hits over five innings to improve to 3-0 and for the Cards. The Cards leading Division One right now, the 4-0 overall record, 6-3 and in the division. Yeah, Gavin Umbenhauer really off to a great start, as you mentioned. 3-0, and and uh, from what I understand from people, he's, he's firing bullets. BBs and bullets. BBs and bullets? Yeah, the BBs tickle on the outside. The bullet comes right down the middle, man. They just, you just challenge the guy instead of playing around on the edges. <laughs> Jim Thorpe and Tamaqua scored a lot of runs, but in the end, the Olympians pull away with a victory, 15-11. to Jared Marroquois had three hits and drove in five runs for the Olympians. Jim Thorpe trailed 5-2 before using a sixth run fourth to uh, take control. Tamaqua tied it at eight in the top of the fifth, but the Olympians scored two in the bottom half and five in the sixth to go on with the win. Yeah, and they also had the score in from last night as North Schuylkill defeated Pottsville and banged in 11 runs again. And uh, Yep, Jackson Chawanski drove in four runs for North Schuylkill last night. Oh, you have inside information. Yep. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I couldn't couldn't bring it up out of the cloud. Well, the cloud is probably the safest place to be in right now. (laughs) Jay Couts had a pair of RBI singles. Jack Higgins slugged a solo homer and the Hurricanes topped Schuylkill Valley in a non-league game last night at Scott Buffington Field. Mikey McGoey added two hits. Higgins collected a pair of RBIs for Haven. They put one across at least in every inning. In fact, wow, that line score in the innings, 1-1-2. 1-1-2. One, one, Did not need to bat in the bottom of the seventh. That's pretty uh, handy work right there. That That's the way you get things done. By the way, that's the number I give those people who call me about my Social Security number. I tell them that's it. One 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 two one one one. Wow, and I thought it was just one. Yeah. Well, no, Larry's is one. Oh, well, you're I'm two. two. You're two. <laughs> All right. Of course, there was a bevy of action postponed yesterday. Monterey and Panther Valley, Weatherly at Marion, and uh, they were postponed on the baseball field. To softball, there were some games played yesterday. Not the game that was to be heard here on WPPA as Williams Valley and Minersville were uh, rained out, weathered out. But uh, Tri-Valley played as they uh, hosted Nativity yesterday. And the Lady Dogs continue unblemished as uh, they beat Nativity 9-4 to yesterday afternoon. They're hot. 8-0 overall. And... Uh... And who's sniffing right behind them? They haven't played as 
many games, but Williams Valley at 3-0, and 1-0 in the division, and they'll catch up with those games mm-hmm. eventually. But uh, again, uh, you have Tri-Valley, and they hit the nail, slugs it, slugs it. Lots of runs. Pine Grove, we'll go to the next one, mm-hmm. 22. Yeah, Mackenzie Daubert having a day. Four for five, four stolen bases, six RBIs to lead the Cardinals, the Lady Cards at the plate. And uh, 16 hits, John. 16 yeah, yeah. hits for the Lady Cardinals, who in the past have been known just for slapping it around the yard. Yeah, they, they'd like to play the small game they have for years. But, boy, this year, all of a sudden now, you got people banging the ball all over the place, and that is uh, is pretty awesome. And Wolf, of course, gets her sixth victory of the year uh, in the circle. So uh, they're off to a good start. And uh, they're, they're right behind uh, Blue Mountain and North Schuylkill tie for first in that division. But Pine Grove just a half game back. And the Schuylkill Haven participated in a non-league contest yesterday. They fell to Schuylkill Valley three to nothing. Car- Carrie Yeager struck out eleven, but uh, the hitters didn't come through yesterday. Only getting three, three safe hits, clean hits on the game. There were no errors for Schuylkill Valley. Schuylkill Haven committing three. Yeah, and I'm sure those things. You get the kind of pitching that you need. You need runs mm-hmm. to back it up. But uh, tremendous. Game by Jaeger, striking out 11 in any game. Baseball, softball, that's a tremendous a tremendous day. Indeed. Well, there are some games on the card today. We'll see if uh, they play. I haven't had any reports of anything being postponed as of yet. Blue Mountains at the Central Columbia Tournament at 11. These are all baseball games. At noon, Old Forge is at Monoy area, as well as Weatherly at Minersville. 2 o'clock, Lee Heighton travels to Lincoln Leadership. Holy Redeemers at North Schuylkill at 2. MMI at Shenandoah Valley at 3. And Ole Valley will play at Schuylkill Haven at 4 o'clock today. Some non-league softball games. Schuylkill Valley at Blue Mountain. That's just underway. Minersville at Pottsville at 11. Jim Thorpe at Panther Valley for noon. And Upper Dolphins at Williams Valley at 1 o'clock. North Schuylkill and Tamaqua are traveling to the Roddick Invitational and Track and Field at Shippensburg. That's just getting started. And some boys tennis scheduled for today. Blue Mountain at Emmaus at 10 a.m. Yeah, and I wanted to give a shout-out also to that Division Three. In softball, Marion and Weatherly. Weatherly certainly has come along this year, and uh, their mascot, our own Lady Wrecker, uh, Scott Stetzler, very happy with with how they're performing. But uh, yeah, Weatherly's had quite a year. Indeed. Now let's talk about the uh, spring sports playoffs for the sports in our area. And District Eleven says we're getting back to normal this oh, year. I hope so. So, so, we'll see how it works. Now we know quarterfinal games, semifinal games will be at the higher seed. They're going to look for neutral sites for championship games, if possible. Coca-Cola Park is out of the equation this year due to uh, scheduling conflicts with the Iron Pigs. So, we'll see where they plan on playing these games as uh, things wind down. I would imagine they will use some local schools for local bracket competition and not travel uh, the teams too far away for District 11 championships. But uh, the baseball will will round out things. We'll start there. Their playoffs will begin with first-round contests in Class 2A, 4A, and 6A on Saturday, May 22nd, if they're needed. 
In Class A, 3A and 5A quarterfinal games will be Monday, May 24th. Semifinals Thursday, May 27th. And championship games will be on Memorial Day, Monday, May 31st. In 2A, 4A, and 6A, quarterfinal games are set for Tuesday, May 25th. Semifinals on Friday the 28th. And championship games held on Tuesday, June 1st. So... Minimum number of qualifiers in each class will be four for classes A, 2A, 3A, and 5A. There will be six in class 4A, 8 and 6A. District 11 gets two state qualifiers in 3A and 4A. Mm-hmm. With class 3A, that'll be a sub-regional with District 1. So, But to, to get two qualifiers out in baseball, that's a pretty good deal. That usually doesn't happen. No, and... Uh you know, we watched basketball where everybody was allowed mm-hmm. to declare to open. Now, I wanted to bring this up just so you know. It's uh, unlike basketball, the District 11 baseball and softball players will not be open tournaments. The criteria for teams that qualify for the postseason remains the same. You must win 50% of their games overall or in league. Here's the one that people have to hear now. Fans will be permitted to attend all District 11 baseball and softball playoff games, although the district will abide by any attendance policies set forth by the host schools. So there's still a little bit of wiggle room there where a host team may say we're only allowing a certain amount. So... Hang in there, gang, until we find out mm-hmm. if they get some consistency, and that's all we've asked for uh, since this started. Some consistency. And, you know, let's, let's be honest. Would they change a venue if a host team says, oh, no, we're not going to allow that? Will they change it? I mean, because we saw some of that mm-hmm. in basketball. So hang that in happened, there until the day comes. That happened in the PIAA tournament where they said you must allow both teams some fans. The district committee did not change the venue. If teams didn't allow yes. host oh, fans. Yeah. It, it was on the state level. Question, right. though, Chaz, for you, uh, with your affiliation with, with a board, the mask thing, is that going to come up again and can you give any insight into that because i'm confused about at this stage depends where you're at it still depends on where depends you where are at. so i know Some the schools, umpire catcher so, oh yeah that's that's all remain that's consistent. definite yeah yeah that's that's remained consistent mm-hmm. um you know that that is as far as playing i thought you meant spectators well both i'm looking for both uh the, the some some teams have elected to have every player on the field wear a mask. Other teams have followed the rule of specific positions mm-hmm. and situations where you have to mask up. Um, so, you know, it, it, you're following the rule or people are going beyond the rule. I haven't seen anybody completely just say, nah, don't even worry about it. Oh. I haven't seen that yet. Okay. Um, That's now, locally. as far as spectator, locally, yes. Locally. Mm-hmm. Spectator wise, some schools are saying you have to wear your mask in when you get to your seat. As long as you're socially distanced, if you're outside, you mm-hmm. may take it off. Other schools have said, while you're here, you're wearing a mask. There's no 
deviating from this. You will have a mask on. So it's, that's been up to local local decisions mm-hmm. as far as spectator-wise. Um, you know, so. Yeah, and, and you may have to do some research. I, my recommendation would be put the mask in your pocket, carry one with you just in case you get somewhere. And, and I'll make the statement. It's not worth the argument well, some to places, say someplace did. Now you're making us wear it. Now, just take the mask so you can see your kids play. Some, pe- some places, from my understanding, if you're a spectator, you don't have to wear it if you choose not mm-hmm. to because you're outside. So, you know, it's it's to each his own. It's it's you know, some people make the make the comment, please wear, you know, master required, but they're not gonna enforce it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you know, it is what it is at this point. Yeah, and, and we've seen that many play. I mean, we're not gonna rehash that, right. but some people just ignored it and nothing happened. And, and I'm gonna, so, I'm, gonna you know, I'm gonna be honest, John. I mean, it, you are outside, it's always mm-hmm. fresh air circulating. You know, depending on how close you want to get to people, it's your comfortability. Seems to be the key now with the moving outside. I've talked to people who have gone in track meets. Track is back in big time. They don't get the crowds, but I'm talking to people that say once they get in, it's much easier to socially distance Mm -hmm. and so on. And you bring up the most important part because all I hear about, even with schools, ventilation, ventilation, ventilation. So if you could do that in a school setting with proper ventilation, then I think it it, it just fits in that if you go outside Mm -hmm. and keep your distance somewhat, you should be okay. It's not a guarantee, but I I like the idea. Right. Now, softball playoffs will begin the first-round contest if needed in all six classifications Monday, May 24th. In A, 2A, 3A, 4A, quarterfinal games will be Tuesday, May 25th. Semifinal games Thursday, May 27th. The championship game slated for Tuesday, June 1st. In 5A, quarterfinal games are set for Tuesday, May 25th. The semifinals Tuesday, June 1st. And then the championship game scheduled for Thursday, June 3rd. And they're going to follow the same thing. Higher seed, quarterfinal, semifinal, championship games at neutral sites if possible. Minimum number of qualifiers in each class will be in Class A. There will be four. Double A, there will be six. Triple A, eight. 4A6, 5A4, 6A8. District 11 is part of a sub-regional with District 1 in both 2A and 3A. So Yeah, and the big difference there is they're going back to the old rule. You must meet certain mm-hmm. qualifications to get into the tournament. I like that. It's a good way to reward teams that have had good years. Uh, I like to see kids get to play a lot. But at some point, you have to call a herd. Indeed, indeed. Track and field, well, Blue Mountain will be the host of this year's District 11 Track and Field Championships. The 2A competition will be Tuesday, May 18th, with the 3A meet to be held Wednesday, May 19th. The order of events will follow the same schedule that is used at the PIAA Track and Field Championships, with some slight time alterations due to Blue Mountain having one sand pit. And there are no limits to qualifiers following the guidelines used in previous years. Um, fans will be permitted for the track championships, and the District 11 committee will work with Blue Mountain to set capacity limits. The uh, track and field championships for PIAA are slated for Friday, Saturday, May 28th and 29th at SHIP. All of the playing dates and fan information for every spring sport are posted on the District 11 website. So, It would do you well to check it. Yeah. It, it would do you well 
to check it. I don't know, Chaz, as time goes along, if individual schools will post those same things so that you know what you're going into if you go to a specific game and so on. But uh, a lot of it's communication now. Indeed. So, John, what do you say we take a timeout and we talk with the executive director of the Schuylkill Haven baseball program? Yes, by the way, his, his social security number is three. Larry's one, oh. I'm two, Scotty's three. Oh. Yeah, I got to get a bust in here before he gets on. Well, I'm sure he'll be happy to learn of your insightful madness, but we're going to step away, take a time out. We'll be back to talk to Scott Buffington right after these words on Sports Saturday on AM 1360, A106. And don't forget those cool WPPA apps, A-106 space WPPA, the Google Play Store, Apple App Store. You could take us everywhere you go on your phone or any other tablet device whatever you need that has apps find it there we'll be back scott buffington right after this on wppa sports saturday a106 wppa with your chance at one thousand dollars in cash three chances to win every workday listen for the contest keyword at the top of the hour at nine noon and three then enter it at wppa.radio.com for a shot at one thousand dollars in this nationwide contest lots of new things to try. New foods, new drinks, but there's one thing you just don't veer from. The great taste of Gears. Gears Dairy on the Tumbling Run Road has been serving up quality like their milk products straight from local farms or the iconic Gears iced teas. Regular sugar-free green tea and raspberry teas. Refreshing orange drink and lemonade. Plus the ever-popular seasonal drinks too. Gears Dairy. Part of your family for generations. Ah, sip on Schuylkill County. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Pennsylvania's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Pennsylvania State Athletic Directors Association. Welcome back to WPPA Sports Saturday. A man that's, well, never at a loss for telling it like it is, John. He's been doing this uh, for a few years now. Scott Buffington joining us 
this morning here on Sports Saturday. Coach, good morning and welcome back to the program. It feels good to be coaching some baseball again, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. After last year's, uh, I'll let you insert the, the, the next couple words. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's good to be back outside between the lines, the green grass or the green and brown turf, however you want to put it. Uh, yeah, it, it, it does feel good. I think everybody feels exactly the same way. Yeah, Scott, we were talking about how anxious, especially baseball, softball, and track athletes were after missing so much. My question to you, Scott, uh, is last year when this thing all fell apart and Chaz is worried that I'm going to fill in those words that you left out when this hit, but I'm more prone to do that. But keeping the interest level, keeping the kids sharp, looking at where you are today and the successful season you're having, did your kids make that commitment last year that even though they missed out, they were going to keep working just as hard? Well, to be honest with you, I, I think that they made that commitment in, in what they did when the high school program, I'm, 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 I'm speaking exclusively baseball here, mm-hmm. uh, the kids played a teener season, which was, was just absolutely uh, such a positive experience for our kids, the whole county. A lot of credit goes to John Chuma. Uh, the teener league president and, and his officers and his coaches for putting that together and, and getting through it. Uh, lots of uh, speed bumps during that season. The kids did have a legion season. Uh, the, the, the kids did, were able to play travel ball. And, and, and that goes with softball, too. Uh, amazing that those girls, okay, they, they were able to do at least something. I felt Tremendously sorry for all of them last spring, uh, track, softball, baseball, but uh, you just have to play the hand you're dealt and, and move forward as best you can, which I think uh, all, all the athletes in the county, at least that I'm aware of, at every school uh, have have come back with, uh, you know, the enthusiasm mm-hmm. and, and the uh, just the intensity that, that, that they would have had before. Scott, you walked into this year with a, a great capital investment made by the school district to uh, do some upgrades on the baseball field at Schuylkill Haven. And uh, you got turf for an infield. You got a backstop. And let's let's hold off on the turf conversation. I want to talk to you about the backstop a second. Because you were not a big fan of putting up a backstop, is my understanding. You like that advantage of making catchers coming in there have to work harder, and really, you can't be lazy back there. Your kids had that advantage of knowing what to expect, but now you got a backstop. Yeah, when you say backstop, you are probably the 500th person that has brought that up in a conversation. <laughs> hey, when I heard Buff was getting a backstop, are you out of your mind? It, it's a backstop that's 35 feet behind the catcher, okay? It, it's not a backstop that's sitting there right behind the umpire. If, if it's a wild pitch, if it's a pass ball, the, the runner is going to get a base, uh, possibly two. If, if the catcher doesn't uh, doesn't hustle after the ball, so yes, it is a backstop. It is a, a backstop to which uh, 
we designed uh, to, to, to be you know, a quality backstop that, that, that does the job of, of doing what it's supposed to do and yet still in the realm of uh, traditional baseball, mm-hmm. uh, you are still going to get the base. And, and while you brought up the subject, I have to give uh, uh, an awful, awful lot of credit to our superintendent, Sean Fitzpatrick, for putting that whole thing into motion and, and getting it done. And, and to be honest with you, when he came to me with that idea, it, it, it took me a while to jump on board, uh, being too, too much a, a, an old school guy, I guess, too much of a baseball traditionalist. Mm-hmm. Initially, it wasn't something that, that okay, I was, I, I was really fond, not fond of the idea, but thinking about it, talking to our coaches, talking to other coaches, and we, we played on it uh, in an Eastern final game a couple of years prior to that. And uh, it, it the ground maintenance and everything else. My only stipulation was with Dr. Fitzpatrick and the manufacturers, we must be allowed to wear metal spikes. I said, if we can't wear metal spikes, I don't, I'm not going to be in favor of it. Baseball is meant to be played with metal spikes, uh, grass in the outfield. You can't have outfielders running around out there with uh, molded soles, rubber cleats. Uh, just the other day when we played Minersville, the grass was wet. Uh, you don't want people slipping and sliding all over the place. And the manufacturer was willing to go along with that. And uh, as a result, there it is. It, it, look, it looks gorgeous. It, it plays well. We're able to play baseball games when they're scheduled, uh, and we just go on from there. Everybody who's, who's played on it has had nothing but positive comments about the place. Uh, and again, the, the credit goes to our superintendent, uh, Dr. Sean Fitzpatrick, for uh, taking the initiative and, and, and getting it done from, from, from A to Z. He, he, he's, been, he's been outstanding, uh, amazing, amazing the things that he has gotten done. Yeah, and it, it, it is beautiful, and the backstop is beautiful. It reminds me of a major league backstop, the field surface. It plays true. It plays fast, but it plays yeah. true. But, you know, that backstop, it used to be when the ball got past the catcher, you were only awarded one base. Now, boy, the strategy in taking extras after that one is tremendous. The upside to it and what you can gain as far as advantage with that being in place, where it's at, I mean, you're, you're getting a major league experience there as a base runner, as a catcher, as a pitcher. You know, it, it's phenomenal. The other part of this whole equation is your name's on the field. Yeah, and again, uh, I guess the right word is credit. Uh, Dr. Fitzpatrick and several of our assistant baseball coaches, I think behind the scenes, were responsible for that. And I've had a couple conversations with these guys, and they did – that they were able to pull it off uh, without uh, me knowing about it, and they had a what I thought was going to be a field dedication and you know all this uh, neat ceremonial stuff. When they did that, uh, that you know took me by surprise. It it, it knocked me off my feet a little bit. Uh, became a little bit emotional, and. Uh, my wife was there. My daughters were there. Grandchildren were there. And, I, you know, 
I'm thinking, wow, it was nice of them to make, you know, to make the trip to come for this, you know, uh, dedication and, and, and this ceremony. And then, uh, then, then when, when they did that, when the boss did that, then it was, uh, again, it, it, it's not something that, uh, I was expecting. Uh, and, and it, again, it, it, it just, it just took me by surprise and, uh, certainly uh, undeservedly blessed and, and very appreciative for uh, all the efforts in that regard. Well, Scott, your whole career, and I, I could go back reading articles of your entire career, especially when you had those great years and you've produced so many great players. If you look at any article involved with Schuylkill baseball since you've taken control of the reins there, you always gave credit to someone else. You you have been so honest, so forthright in saying, this is why we're here. Kids, assistants, and the whole district pulling together. But, you know, in the big picture, nobody was surprised, I don't think, when this happened. And of all the people I know in the area, you deserved it, Scott. And uh, I think your kids speak to that all the time <clears throat> when they talk about playing for you. Well, I appreciate those thoughts. I, I'm not sure what you had in your morning coffee to bring that out, but uh, I'm Irish. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> we better orange move juice. on. Orange juice or cranberry juice? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, uh, I do appreciate those those, those kind words, uh, but yeah, again, uh, maybe maybe my name was in the the. Uh, the, the head coaching slot, but mm -hmm. there were so many, many people behind the scenes, and I'd be, I, I'd be remiss if I did if I did not mention uh, longtime assistant Bob Peel, who was who was with us for over thirty years, and now uh, Dennis Sickett's been there a long time. Chip Culp, we have a relatively new new group there with Ted Smith and Chad Dirk and Phil mm -hmm. Doner and who. Mookie Miller, I said, and, and even uh, Pastor Ott's there. Uh, it, it's just a great group of guys to be around. I've been, again, very blessed to be surrounded by, by tremendous, tremendous assistants, men who, uh, who work hard, who are loyal, who have tremendous integrity. I, I could just go on and on about the group of guys that are there uh, working with these kids uh, constantly in season uh out of season uh giving all they have to uh to those kids in, in our program and uh, I, I i can't uh, it words they're just not there to express my gratitude uh for all their their help and assistance and, and the things they do day in and day out season in and season out uh that uh that's why the program you say has been successful so We'll just let it there. And thanks, thanks for for your for your kind words. Well, let's talk about this year's edition of the Hurricane Scott Mason Ulsh, Jake Houts. Last night, Mike McGoey throwing well for you, boy. It's pretty uh, fun when you have a nice stable of arms in there that can carry you through. These kids offer a lot. Yes, they do. Uh, yes, they do. And and they're out there working hard every day. Uh, it, it doesn't always go the way you have it. Uh, planned or the way you have it sketched out, but that's that's part of, of, of the game. Uh, we use the expression sometimes, adapt, 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 which mm -hmm. I think is a, 
military expression, but uh, again, these kids come to work hard every day, and it's been it, it's been sort of a different group maybe in every game that ha- that has stepped up and and uh, and got it done for us. There's there's a long way to go, and every night you read the paper. Well, this team beat this team. This team beat this team, and it was, wow, uh, if baseball maybe more than any other sport on any given day. Uh, another team can beat uh, somebody else who, who maybe you wouldn't think on paper uh, they'd be able to win, but uh, on that day they they played well. The other team maybe didn't bring their A game, and we have uh, lots of tight races uh, in the three divisions of the Schuylkill League, and I'll be really surprised if that's not the case down there in the second or third week of May when uh, – when everything is really on the line. Scott, you mentioned uh, <laughs> the dogfights. From Thursday till today, your division went from one leader to another, and now a three-way tie. You're, you're in this battle with the dog and a Viking, and the games have been tremendous, game to game. Uh, I said to Chaz previous as we came on the air, the bats seem to be booming this year. I'm looking at a lot of very high-scoring games. You guys, and, and Chad's mentioned it, you have that stability of that third starter right off the bat that's going to help you get through some of this rain stuff. But talk a little bit about, uh, we know you're pitching, talk a little bit about those guys coming up big w- with the bats for you because you're, you're plating a lot of runs. Well, we are we are plating some runs and, and we're getting some some good quality at bats from from some people in, in in the lineup. I just wish it would be like one through nine, okay? And 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 hopefully that's coming. But you, you talk about the offensive explosion. It seems to be those two turkeys uh, from the west end of the county, the Bulldogs <laughs> and the Vikings. My goodness gracious, the way they they've been putting runs on the board. Uh, uh, I hope I hope they cool off the, uh, by the next time we play them. Uh, they just they just seem to be exploding all over the place. Uh, our offense uh, again, we're uh, pretty steady. Uh, hopefully, it, it improves somewhat. Uh, hopefully, we get uh, uh, the number of quality at bats moving in a in a, in, a, in a positive direction. Uh, as I said, up and down the lineup. Different guys contribute all the time. Different guys contribute some games. Okay, we're waiting for a couple other guys to, mm-hmm. to jump on board here. But uh, uh, we're working hard at it, and uh, we'll continue to do that. And as you said, there's, there's, uh, there are tight races going on in Division Two, in Division One, in Division Three. It's going to be it, it, it's going to be a race down to the wire, I think, uh, which is again. Uh, a testament to uh, the, the different teams in each division, their players, their coaches. Uh, it's everybody's working hard, and like I said, on, on, on any given day, uh, maybe maybe on paper uh, you shouldn't beat this team, but you know, team comes out on top, and it and it, and it throws things into a in, into a pretty wild scramble as to who's going to be there. Uh, when it comes to Schuylkill League playoff time uh, there in the middle of May. 
You know, Scott, it's interesting. You're talking about consistency, but some things that don't show up uh, in everyday articles, we talk about the pitchers, we talk about the hitting, we give the score. But Schuylkillhaven, by far at this point of the season, has to be the most aggressive base running team that I've seen. And coming into Wednesday, your squad had 33 stolen bases as a team, and that was five games in to the season. They're turning singles and walks into doubles. And and to be honest with you, uh, this 2021 edition of, of the Hurricanes baseball team has uh, far more overall speed than we've had in a long time. Now, it, take, it takes more than just uh, raw foot speed. Uh, it takes the ability to instinctively, okay, be able to, to take that extra base or instinctively on, on a wild pitch or a pass ball that only rolls a couple feet from the catcher. You have to be able to understand in the blink of an eye, okay, do I go, don't I go, am I fast enough? Uh, and, and, and right now our team is, is doing that, that uh, base running that instinctive, uh, aggressive base running that we've been doing, we've been doing that pretty well. Uh, they've been getting good reads on their, on their leads, on, on their steal attempts, good reads on, on the pass ball, wild pitches, dirt balls, as, as we call them, uh, coming out of the batter's box, ready to take the extra base if something happens. Yeah, not, not that we do it 100% of the time or we're safe 100% of the time, but, uh, the, the kids have 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 been aggressive. Uh, the coaching staff has been aggressive. Okay, realizing that we do have some some legitimate like raw foot speed, which which certainly you have to have. But if we can uh, uh, get that 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 instinctive aggressive uh, base running uh, each and every time, each and every inning, uh, that certainly helps put put runs on, on the board. Uh, puts a little more pressure on defense and we've been able to do that so far yes yeah and, and scotty one of the things that some people miss but you've been in coaching long enough to to understand this it's not all the raw talent i'm i'm glad you brought that out because it's also learning baseball smarts uh recognizing situations when you can take a chance recognizing what's going on uh with the baseball or away with whether somebody's covering a base i don't think kids get enough credit for their baseball smarts and how much they put into learning the game past the hitting and pitching yeah and, and i agree with you 100 percent uh and, and an expression that, that, that we use uh, and have used for years is the more you play the more you play okay the, the more the more you're out there playing baseball, whether it be at any level, okay, it helps you with the next level. You go out and play, the more opportunity you get to play uh, later on. You, you can't just uh, automatically be an instinctive base runner. It has to come with experience. It has to come with repetition. It has to come to, as you said, being aware of the situation, uh, understanding my foot speed, can I run fast? Okay, I, if I can, yeah. If I'm not the fastest guy, maybe I have to wait for the right opportunity 
but I have to be able to be aware of that opportunity to take advantage of it. So that there, you're right. There's a lot that goes into it rather than just uh, raw foot speed. How has it been, Scott, with this younger group? I mean, you, you have a pretty much young group of kids. You know, you, you, you feel bad for the seniors of last year. You have some seniors this year. But behind them is a whole bunch of youngsters. And, you know, when, when you're sitting at the game and you're watching these young kids and maybe they're up there, they see a kid get walked, and then the next couple batters go up and swing at the first pitch. All of that understanding. How has, been, how has that been, you know, on you and Dennis and Mookie and trying to get that understanding in such a young group of kids? Because they just want to go up there and be aggressive. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're 100%. Yep, and, and, I, and I want to go up there, and, and, and you, can, you can almost see it in their faces sometimes, like, like you said, swing at the first pitch. Well, okay, uh, we're always talking about, you know, don't strike out, don't try, you know, put the, put the ball in play. So sometimes – the first pitch, if I can get the bat on it, okay, I'm going to swing at the first pitch. It might not be the pitch I want. It might not be a pitch I can hit real well, but I'm, I'm going to go up and try to put the bat on it. It's, it, it, it's a neat experience to, to watch them, watch them practice, to watch them develop, to watch them play and, and get better. And they're going to make mistakes, and, and they have and they will, even, even the older guys, uh, same thing. Uh, but but it's it, it's all part of, of playing baseball and, and we have some we have some kids who who have not played a whole lot this season at the varsity level who are getting a whole lot of experience playing playing JV games. We've been able to play a bunch of JV games uh, simply because of the turf and simply because we can, we can find people who are who are willing to come and play. Maybe we were supposed to go. Uh, a perfect example: uh, we played. Uh, Minersville uh, in two JV games this week that, that if, if we would probably would not have had turf on the field would not have been played. Uh, they came down to our place. We were scheduled to go to their place. Uh, the, the field wasn't playable. Uh, you make a couple phone calls. Their athletic director, Rich Dry, head coach, Joel Moltok, hey, we'll be down. They come down and the kids get a chance to play. Okay? It, it's tough just to practice, practice, practice. And, and both sides, okay, tremendous learning experiences uh, within a game setting rather than, rather than just practice and those kind of things just, you know, they, they, they just grow exponentially, you know. And uh, we'll just see where all that leads to, but uh, we're, we're pretty excited about, uh, you know, the kids we have, the effort they're giving, uh, what we'll just just keep going from from day to day game to game trying to to you know play fundamentally sound baseball whether it be JV whether it be varsity uh to to try to to get better and and just try to as i said play the game the way we think it should be played yeah now i'm guilty of agreeing with you scott uh, i have said many times especially in my broadcasting career that having coached the best thing is playing against other opponents practice is great you're going to hone skills but you really learn the most in real competition against other kids against kids you don't know that means the world and as you say to have the ability to have these games and have the cooperation of other schools to say hey we'll come down there scott because we want to play. 
I, I think that speaks volumes of the ability of coaches to realize games are best for kids. Well, and absolutely, and, and, and putting on a, a different hat, I guess, the athletic directors to go along with that. To, to, and, and, and oftentimes I say to people, you, you have no understanding what, what the realm of that job is unless you've been in those shoes. Because many times, it, I mean, these guys and, and, and gals mm-hmm. are very busy with the day-to-day operation of their respective athletic departments. And now all of a sudden, hey, we, we, we've got to get, we have to do all these things to get our kids a chance to, to play a JV game at 4 o'clock or 4.30. Uh, just my hat goes off to, to all those people, uh, their cooperation, their efforts, and, and everything that they do. But you're right about, you know, just play. And, and, and the teams that, that, that we're playing, okay, we're, we're there to play. We're made, it, it doesn't, you know. If I if I was you know the 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 uh, person in complete charge and we wouldn't even keep score you know like just just let let get all the kids in like oftentimes in a JV game okay you bring 13 14 guys bat them all okay not just one through nine bat them all give them a chance give them give them an opportunity to get some at bats as you said against somebody mm-hmm. other than than one of your own teammates or coaches and to me that just that just helps the overall uh, uh, in, increase in, in, in the interest in baseball, and I get a chance to play, and I, and I get a chance to uh, compete with t- my teammates on my side. And, again, uh, we're looking to do that w- with anybody, and, and everybody's looking to do those same things. So yeah, and you know what, Scotty? You bring up something I talked about years ago, too. You don't lose that late bloomer. When you're talking about JV, freshman, whatever it is, there are a lot of late bloomers that you need to keep interested in the program because sometimes they come back the next year and you see them walking around and you go, who's that 6'2 kid there? Uh, and it, it turns around he was the five foot nine kid from the year before and they're starting to blossom. You don't want to lose those kids. So I heartily say you got to play them all at those younger levels i think that's what makes programs great well t- to be honest with you i i, I agree with you 100 percent uh a very dear friend of mine rest his soul john davis uh he and i had this conversation oftentimes hey he's a freshman you don't know what he's going to be like in mm-hmm. four years as as you said now all of a sudden the kid uh Gets that growth spurt. He's bigger. He's faster. He's stronger now. He's he or he was five nine, five four, four <laughs> foot eight. Now he's you now now he's six two. Uh, I give a lot of credit to uh, to kids who hang with it. No no matter what sport, and that they're juniors and they're they're not starters. Okay, in any sport, but they come back. That they stick with it. Mm-hmm. They work hard. They get better. They come back as seniors. And have great senior seasons. They 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 help the team. They they they're impactful players. Uh, my hat goes off to to those guys for ju- just sticking with it and and just wanting to be part of the team. And the opportunity now comes, and and they make the most of that opportunity. Indeed, and you know, Scott, my hat's off to guys like you who have stuck with it and stuck with the program and a community and kids. For so long, and uh, you know, have have gotten great results and great kids, and, and and men have been made 
by by you and, and all that you've done for Schuylkill Haven. And it's just my hat's off to you for uh, what your accomplishments and everything that you are and uh, continue to be. Well, I appreciate that. It's uh, other coaches over the years, and I won't mention names. How have you stayed with it? That they've asked me. How, how, how do you do it season after season? Eh, that's just who I am. That's just how I'm wired. Uh, my dad taught me the game at a very, very young age. I, I fell in love with it. Uh, and, and maybe you go back to uh, Jim Bouton's book, uh, Ball Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, you spent all these years gripping a baseball and playing a baseball, playing baseball, and you don't even realize it's the other way around. That the baseball has the grip on you. You don't grip the baseball; it's gripped you, and that's uh, you just have that that passion, if that's the right word. Uh, and I think you just have to have that. If I don't ever have that, then it, then it's time to move on. Uh, but there are other other coaches out there, uh, really good younger coaches, and I guess I could say that about all of them now. They probably are a little younger than I am. Uh, <laughs> love love competing against them, and uh, we'll just see what happens down the road here in the next few weeks. I saw the headlines in the in the sports section today. Leroy's paper, District 11, has set their playoffs, and I I feel bad about. Uh, the fact that uh, Coca-Cola Park is not going to be used for the district championships. We had the, the good fortune of playing down there for a few years. What a great venue. Mm-hmm. What a great experience for all the kids, all the teams. But, you know, I understand, you know, professional baseball, they have their schedules. And uh, district playoffs will still be district playoffs. It just won't be at Coca-Cola Park. Indeed, and you know we'll miss that too. That was a great experience for us as well uh, to get down there and see the kids in action. But Scott, we are out of time this morning here on Sports Saturday. We want to thank you for taking time out. You have a game this afternoon, hopefully, <laughs> and uh, we will talk yeah, to you down the road. Have to it's going to have to rain a lot, or the snow would have to get pretty deep. And... <laughs> <laughs> Ole Valley coming to town. Ole Valley is always a very good baseball team. Uh, so, uh, yeah, 4 o'clock, first pitch is 4 o'clock, and uh, JVs are playing at 10 o'clock against the Bulldogs. So, uh, good day of baseball in, in the borough of Schuylkill Haven, Schuylkill Haven Area School District. Indeed. Well, Thank that you, sums Johnny. it all up. As, uh, Anytime. Appreciate it. Be well. You Be too. Well. See you in a couple <laughs> days. Okay, thank you. All right, buddy. There you have it, John Scott Buffington, joining us here on WPPA Pottsville Sports Saturday. Our thanks to Gears Dairy and Phoenix Physical Therapy. We're on our way out the Saturday.